You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith corks one into right down the line. It may go. You're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. Here's your host, Brent McMillan. So we're kind of in this weird situation, right? I was having this discussion inside my own head yesterday. Are we still in spring training, the regular season, or is this some other weird uh, extension of the offseason that really isn't either? I tend to say that we're not in the regular season because you've got to be playing games that count for official statistics and for the records. But we're not really in spring training either as the Cardinals have broken camp and left Jupiter. We'll play in Memphis and then on to Milwaukee for a couple of off days before Miles Michaelis takes the ball on Thursday for game one of 162 at Miller Park. Is it spring training? Is it the regular season? Is it an extension of the off season? I don't know what it is these four or five days that we currently sit in, but I do know that this is the March 26th edition of the Cardinals Insider Podcast. My name is Brett McMillan. You have downloaded, tuned in, logged on, whatever you want to say, and we're glad for that. Before we officially turn the page from whatever this is right now to the regular season, wanted to revisit one spring training topic. We did a television story this year about the evolution of spring training, how things have changed. I learned a lot as we put that together. I learned that since 1901, the Cardinals have trained at 20 different sites, Those include Cairo, Illinois, which is uh, right across the river, or at least in the general vicinity across the river from Cape Girardeau, Missouri, down in southeast Missouri. They've trained in Hot Springs, Arkansas, a bunch of places in Texas, a few places in Florida, even some time here in St. Louis, which spring training in St. Louis is far different than spring training in tropical, tropical Jupiter, where it is basically summer in January and February. So a lot of different locales and a lot of different facility setups, too. And I caught up with three guys who have seen decades and decades of spring training, both in the Cardinal organization and outside of it within baseball. Today you're going to hear from Tony La Russa, of course right now an executive with the Boston Red Sox, but so long the Cardinal manager here in St. Louis. Clint Hurdle played a single season for the Cardinals in 1986. Right now he skippers the rival Pittsburgh Pirates. And then C.J. Cherry, who after, I guess, actually a couple months ago, but last year was his final season as the traveling secretary here for the Cardinals after several, several decades of filling that role. So all three of those gentlemen saw across the state of Florida in the Tampa area, Al Lang Field, and what those facilities were like. The Cardinals, I learned this too from, from them, the Cardinals would play at Al Lang, but the backfield, so to speak, were actually in a different part of town. They were not directly connected. At Jupiter, you walk out the back door of the clubhouse and you're on the backfield. You walk out the front side and you walk straight through the wagon gate into the main bowl at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. So a way different setup then. The story on TV wasn't just focused on, on the Cardinals. It was kind of focused on the game. But the Cardinals, of course, being Cardinals insider is kind of what it all comes back to. So some good stories about the food and how it's changed about the facilities and how they've changed and how it impacts the number of swings guys get. 
and the number of repetitions guys might get in the field, and that's been transformative in the game as people try to make rosters, having more at-bats, more looks, more backfields, all of that matters. And then C.J. Cherry, just kind of the state of things at the end as he and I talk over how things have changed in his time as the traveling secretary for the Cardinals, and we do wish C.J. a happy retirement as uh, Ernie Moore has taken over as the traveling secretary, director of team travel, I believe is his official title, and C.J. uh, off to retirement, but it was good to see him in Jupiter a couple of weeks ago. So let's kick it off. Tony LaRussa, we caught up with him at uh, Grapefruit League Media Day in West Palm Beach, Florida. Here's a couple of minutes with Tony on how spring training has updated and changed over his years in the game of baseball. How is the the St. Petersburg complex different than, than what we see in Jupiter today for the Cardinals? Well, the biggest difference is, you know, it was a, a complex. Uh, it was mostly for the minor leaguers. You had the four, four diamonds. You had bullpens. Uh, the big league club was over at Lang, so you had to send guys back to get extra work. Jupiter is the perfect place because you had six. You have six fields. You got cages by the clubhouse. You got cages out between the fields. You got half fields for extra work. The uh, the main ballpark is very fair. But I'll tell you a quick story. I always had, just to appreciate what you had, we would have Red Shaney step, stand up in spring training and talk about when he was, because he had 60-plus years in, in spring training, and he would talk about as a player, they had one field, and they started from 9 to 5, and hitters got like eight swings, and you were spread all over, not getting much work, but out there all day long. So... Normally, uh, you'll see the workout they have now. You know, two, two and a half hours, you get a ton of work done. So the biggest transition is the amount of work you can get in, smart work. Is that the biggest thing you've seen from the time you were a player until now, too, about maybe the, the approach that guys bring or what spring is, you know, intended for? Well, before, you, know, you might have an idea about getting extra work, but you were limited to where you could do it. But now when you go out there tomorrow and you want extra hitting, I mean, you've got all kind of places. So you bring extra coaches. Uh, it really is a uh, it's it's a perfect opportunity if you take advantage of it. If you if you work smart, which I'm sure the Cardinals will, will do, uh, you you get ready for the season better than ever. And the final thing, do you have a favorite memory from your time as manager with the Cardinals at spring training? Uh, I don't know. I had so many. Uh, yeah, I liked uh, when I. First got the job for two years, and we were in um, in St. Pete. I live in Tampa, so my family would come up to watch games. But coming to Jupiter, um, having that facility, uh, the thing I enjoy the most is the history. And, you know, we made sure that our guys always respected and knew what Lou Brock did. And Red Cheney, Sam Huser, Bob Gibson, Ozzy Smith, you know, Whitey Herzog. Going back, Mike Shannon. And uh, I, I like, I love the way the Cardinals connect history, past and current, and the responsibility you have to take it forward and the support the fans are going to give you. Very special. All right, back in the studio. We are just days away from baseball as I speak to you. Of course, the Cardinals begin on the road, but they will come home April the 4th, the opener against the San Diego Padres. And then the weekend and the homestand continue from there. We don't want you to miss opening weekend at Bush Stadium. Saturday, April the 6th, the Cardinals will still be hosting the Padres. And that day, 30,000 fans, 16 and older, 
take home a Mystery Hall of Fame opening day car parade bobblehead. That is presented by Ford. You can get your tickets at cardinals.com slash promotions. All right, next up on the docket here is Clint Hurdle. As I mentioned at the top, played just a single season as a player for the Cardinals in 1986, but he has been around the game in a lot of different capacities, including right now being the field manager for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Just an all-around good guy from everything I've heard. This was the first time I had met him, but he definitely made me smile. Big personality and had some great sound bites for our TV story, and I thought some interesting anecdotes as well for the podcast. So here he is, Clint Hurdle, on what he's seen out of spring training over his decades in the game. Well, that was a very different facility than the, the more modern ones that we see now. What do you remember about Alang Field uh, back in the day? Situated right next to the beautiful Bayfront Hotel. Uh, you know what? It was plenty. At the time, it was plenty. We didn't know any different. So it was actually like a graduation when we'd come over from the Bush Complex to Alang Field and set up for games. Uh, we split the facility with the Mets. They were usually on the other side. Um, but it was still cool with the marina, the boats, sometimes the seagulls at inappropriate times. Uh, but it was just a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed that experience a lot. Um, and I did appreciate just the idea of moving from a, a, a facility where you get all your work done, but then game time you got to move on up the road. What, uh, what do you remember about the facility where you'd actually train to, and I'm sure it was very different than what you are, are used to dealing with now? Well, it was a lot, well, you had to, our coaching staff was very creative because you didn't have the fourplex field that you had at Bush College. So you basically had one field. You had a couple of batting cages to kind of hit in, but that was it. So there was a lot of rotational work done, a lot more volume of work done. Um, simultaneously, team drills, you had to do them all in one field. Um, but again, you didn't know any better. That's just what you did. Back then when you were playing compared to now as you manage, how is maybe the expectations of what a player has done in the winter when he comes into spring different than, than what it was back then? Well, my first really understanding of, of having a winner, I mean, I was talking to pros that had been up, up in the big leagues, part-time players in the big leagues at that time would go play winter ball. Sometimes they have to go home and work. Sometimes they really didn't start working out until you got the spring training. That is all changed. Uh, there's a lot at stake, and a lot of people think, well, it's all financial. It's the level of competition as well. So we encourage our players to take usually a month to six weeks off and then crank it back up around December 1st. A lot of these guys still work out in a gym all year long. Um, winter ball's not as much an of an option. I think it's still an important part because it gets you out of this environment. Maybe it, your appreciation of the game, your appreciation of life, your appreciation of the social amenities that we have could change, it could help. Also gives you a better perspective of what your Latin American teammates deal with when they come over here and play. I'm a big proponent of winter ball. The level of probably talent isn't the same as it used to be, um, but there are guys the winners are important, and there's so much training done. A lot of the hitters have their own hitting coaches. Some of these pitchers have their own pitching coaches they stay plugged into. We try and make sure we build bridges with these relationships rather than build walls. Uh, so there's communication. So we're kind of caught up to speed when they do show up back in our turf. 
As Smith told me one time, the biggest difference in spring training to him is the food. Because of all the food that's always available today, what was the food situation like in the clubhouse back then? Food situation was very minimal. And I tell, I tell players today, you know, our idea of food, first of all, you had to know the clubby really well, and you might get a bologna sandwich. If you were a really good player, you get bologna and cheese. If you weren't a good player, you didn't get a sandwich. After the games, it would usually be we'd roll out a pretzel bowl, a potato chip bowl. There'd be like a fountain machine and usually a keg of beer. And that, that, that's how we rolled. That was incredible. And it wasn't very nutritional, but that's, that's how we did it. Hi, this is Brian Finch with the Cardinals Museum. Have you ever wanted to know what a ball player is thinking or how he felt when he was called up to the big leagues? You can find out during Flashback Friday at the Cardinals Museum. Flashback Friday is a free Q&A with stories from Cardinals alumni in an intimate setting. The event is free with admission to the Cardinals Museum. See the full schedule at cardinals.com museum. It's Flashback Friday before every Friday home game at the Cardinals Museum. We continue on here back in studio and want to remind you again, don't miss that opening weekend. It's coming up soon. Sunday, April 7th, Cardinals hosting the Padres' final game of that opening set here at Bush Stadium. 30,000 fans, 16 and older, will get a Cardinals windbreaker to add to their wardrobe. That is thanks to Old Dominion Freightline. Get your tickets at cardinals.com slash promotions. You've heard from Tony Larusa. You have heard from Clint Hurdle. Now you will hear from C.J. Cherry. Maybe you have heard his name. He was around for a long, long time in the organization as the traveling secretary, but probably haven't heard his name maybe as much as the first two. He is a wealth of knowledge, basically arranged the travel for the team for all those years, was uh, down in St. Pete when the team was across the state for spring training, and then at Jupiter from the very beginning. I want to say 1998 was the first year, I believe, that we were over there in Jupiter. So CJ has seen it all. He's seen the way that spring training and the game of baseball have really adapted over that time. Here's our chat with C.J. Cherry, traveling secretary for the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, tell me just in, in the time that you were the traveling secretary or with the club, how did change, things change at spring training from the time you started till this year? Wow. Well, I'll tell you, I think the first thing, Brent, is spring training now, and really for the last 15 years, maybe even 20 since we came over here, has become more of a destination spot for the fans to come. When we first were down in the uh, St. Pete area, you'd have people show up and you'd have people, you know, few people show up at the uh, complex where we had to work out. And then there were some St. Louis fans at uh, Al Lang Stadium. And then as uh, I, I guess you'd really have to say as the, uh, the success of the team grew, uh, people found that their uh, access to the players was greater here than uh, than in major league ballparks as far as getting autographs as far as you know seeing them up close and personal so uh, you know as the uh, 80s moved into the 90s you know and as I said they, they gradually grew in St. Pete and then coming here it's become you know, you could tell with the crowds, it's really become a destination spot as far as the fans are concerned. As far as the players, Ian, um, I don't know. I think you, in, a, in this area, a lot of guys, you know, it's, when we moved in here, it was new. So a new place, where do people stay? Where do they uh, where do they go? But And, you know, when we first came here, every place that we're looking around here was just 
was just land. It was just trees, you know, and um, there's no apartment complex, nothing. And so to, to watch this build over the course of 20 years has been, has been amazing. Um, I think the the other thing too, you know, what, when we made the transition over, it was you know people had to get used to the area. But then with our uh, minor league club here, uh, players coming up through the ranks, everybody pretty much found out where they live, where they want to live, and uh, so it's become a lot smoother transition. And uh, you know we have found that the people here in the, the Jupiter area have really welcomed the Cardinals with open arms and that's helped. How have you seen the way that guys approach spring training change? Like back in the day, I mean, it wasn't maybe expected of them to be in quite the shape they are now, and now they show up basically in opening day shape. Well, that's exactly right too, Brett. You know, Lance, you know, people talked about it, and then, you know, they even advertised, you know, when people come to spring training, when the players came to spring training, it was to get into shape. That is long past. And now, you know, you have players, basically after the uh, previous season is over, they may sit out a month, but then they pick it right back up and they come, they come in, you know, far better shape. Uh, they come in good shape to begin with. So what they have to do is fine tune themselves to get in shape of playing baseball, you know, as far as the agility drills and the batting practice and throwing and stuff like that under supervision. But no, they come into shape far better than the, the guys years ago when and hopefully you know that's that's kind of the way people are now you know you're trying to you try and uh, you know especially when you're involved in athletics and you know you talk about the career and, and the dollars they have you know you'd be a fool to come into camp you know 15 20 pounds overweight and expect to make the ball club because if you do that, there's a pretty good chance there's a younger player or two ready to take your job. Not just even specifically this facility, but just facilities in general, whether it was over in, in St. Peter here, how has what's offered to them, the food, the workout facilities, the fields, how have those things changed over your time? Well, let's go with, first of all, with the fields. When we were over at, uh, at St. Pete, we had a complex that when you, you had rain, it, you were pretty much done for the day. And we only had Al Lang Stadium, and behind Al Lang Stadium, there was a half field, uh, infield for uh, behind center field area, and you had a two-bay batting cage, which was outdoors, which was just set up right on the, you know, you were about 100 feet from uh, the street. You know, so people come in, but you were set up. If it rains, you couldn't go out and hit. So when we came over here, you know, you have all the, uh, the diamonds that you see in the back, with you know six fields a half diamond and um and then the the stadium the indoor tunnel so in case it, it rains like we did uh you know the first day with pitchers and catchers you know guys can still go in and get their throwing done so that's that's one thing that's uh that's changed when you get into the food that's a that's another area too and it was a combination i believe with the owners and the players association that the guys you know, the nutrition became a better part of the game. So, you know, when you're, when we, when we first started, you know, that we had maybe soup and sandwiches. And that went for like maybe the first 15 
years when we were over at Al, Al Lang. And then even here to start out, you just provide food, soups, uh, soup, sandwiches, and then salads came in. But now, as you've seen, you know, with the, uh, the last two, three years, um, the, you know, the nutrition's become such a great part. And it's, it's really something where the, the guys, you know, it's not like they can take a break for lunch and go out somewhere. So, you know, here, what we have, I can't believe anybody has anything better than what the, uh, the chefs that we have here. You know, they're here constantly, you know, they're at the, you know, they show up at four or five o'clock in the morning doing the stuff and then they're here till four in the afternoon. And they, the guys basically have everything they want. And it's, you know, it's, it's good food. They're not sitting there, you know, scarfing down, you know, the, the, uh, the cheeseburgers. So I, I, that part has really changed as well. And then the, the facilities themselves, I mean, as far, you know, it's just like anything. If somebody builds a house, you know, that's how it's really great. Well, then a year or two years later, somebody's going to add on and they're going to build a, a bigger home. And, um, you know, I've not been out to Arizona, but, you know, there's some newer facilities out there. You know, when this thing came into play, it was the, uh, the best facility because it was the newest. So, you know, I think everybody, you know, you just see that there's so much activities going on that uh, they try and... You know, the facilities have just improved, you know, with the weight rooms, the, uh, you know, with the equipment rooms, doctor's offices, uh, you know, it's, things have just, over the course of time, have just gotten better and better. If you enjoyed this episode today, perhaps you would enjoy our season premiere episode from last week. That was with the president of baseball operations, John Mosellock, talking about his career and how he got started in professional baseball and also the 2019 St. Louis Cardinals as well. You can check out past episodes at cardinals.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. To check out the TV show, you can find where to watch and when to watch in your area at cardinals.com slash insider. Plus, and we're very excited about this, you can watch season four episodes. They are now being archived on uh, cardinals.com slash insider, and the, the landing page will show you the most current episode week to week you can watch it right there, or you can do that at the club's YouTube channel. We're very excited about bolstering our YouTube efforts as well. Just head over to Cardinals, or rather YouTube.com slash Cardinals, or you can search St. Louis Cardinals channel and check out two Cardinals Insider playlists, one for partial or just for stories, and the other for full episodes. So YouTube is a great place to do that. Next week, Paul DeYoung slated to be our guest. We'll talk to Paul. I caught up with him at spring training, and we'll get his thoughts as he heads in here to the 2019 season. Again, Cardinal shortstop Paul DeYoung next week on the podcast. You can get in touch, podcast with an S at cardinals.com. Until then, next week, for Tony LaRussa, Clint Hurdle, and CJ Cherry, my name is Brett McMillan. It's been great to catch up. We'll talk to you next week when we have Paul DeYoung here on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. 
Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.